your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to the first overall in the standings, Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar and the people at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. So on today's show, we will be discussing the avalanche and how far they have come the ups and downs of the season and as of right now they are number one in the league based on points percentage which is what matters this year so we will get into that we'll talk about the weekend and the two-game sweep of st louis and how this team just continues to just fire on all cylinders right now um and then we'll take a look forward to this week to see what the avalanche have on deck for this really the first full week of april and it's another month of at least every other day they're playing one back-to-back which is next week Uh, but we'll get into what the avalanche looking forward to this week so first things first follow the show on social media outlets l-o-p-n underscore avalanche on twitter search for locked on avalanche on instagram and send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. One thing that I will be doing for Wednesday's show is I will have on the hosts for they're going to be on the same show, but two different segments. I'm going to have uh, AJ Black, who is the host of Locked On Boston College. And he will be on to talk about Alex Newhook. And then Nate Dickinson, who is the host of Locked On Golden Gophers, will be on to discuss Sampo Renta. Uh, So that will be for Wednesday's show because, as you know, Alex Newhook signed his entry-level contract and Rampo did the same, or excuse me, Sampo Renta did the same thing I think it was Saturday that his uh, he signed his. So <clears throat> both those guys likely go into the AHL. And who knows? We'll see when and if they do come up at all this season. Talked about Newhook a lot last week and how I would I think it's going to happen. You just don't know when. And you would have to think the same thing for Ranta. Uh, Ranta is not – I don't want to say one of those under-the-radar guys, but he is – more and more looking like the steal of his draft class. And, you know, if he can carry what he's been doing at Minnesota into even the AHL for a little while, obviously with the Avalanche, um, we've said it for a long time. The Avalanche are set up now and for the future. It's a scary thing. And the future is kind of making their way into the cracks of, you know, the Avalanche team, whether it's, at the NHL level or at the AHL level, but all those guys that we've acquired all through the past few years uh, are starting to get their shots pretty soon. So it's an exciting time for the Avalanche and the Avalanche fans for many, many reasons. So that will be on Wednesday's show. Um, all right, so yeah, like I said, Avalanche, 
first overall. And that's when it comes to points percentage because most other seasons, it's based on points. Uh, because of this season and the uncertainty of how teams are going to finish, they might not be able to play the full 56 games because of COVID if they miss a game here or there and you can't make it up. <clears throat> so it's all based on points percentage. And right now, uh, the Avalanche lead in that. If you look at the standings, they still will put it up by points. And Florida would be ahead of Colorado, uh, 56 points to 54. But like I said, the points percentage is what matters. So the points percentage for Florida is 718. Points percentage for Colorado is 730. And go even further, uh, Colorado has two games in hand against Florida. So for overall... Uh, the Avalanche are are looking very good. But you don't, you know, a team like Florida, they don't matter right now. They're playing well. They're in their own division. And the way that this season is, you just care about what's going on in your division. And the Avalanche just, they, they seem to not be doing anything wrong right now. It seems like a lot, everything is going in their favor uh, for straight wins is it was it 14 straight uh games with a point at least so you know now we've said that they've distanced themselves clearly from st louis 16 points on them and now they're kind of doing the same a little bit to to vegas every time vegas you know uh takes a loss which they just did and the Avalanche continue to roll you're you're just separating yourself from the entire division. And who thought anybody would have said that maybe a month ago? You know, the way the Avalanche have been playing this year is is really not different than any other hockey season. It's different in the fact that the amount of games that you're playing in a short amount of time, but there's ups and downs to a season. And that has not changed at all for Colorado. You know, and, and a lot of people always want to focus on the start of, of a season. And I think that's mainly fans. Fans want to see their team get out to a a quick start. You know what I mean? Like, you, you want to see that. You want to <clears> – it's, it's the excitement of a new year. And when your team gets out to a not the best start, and the doesn't get off to a terrible start, you know, they, they would just go back and forth with wins and losses. And they were 500 team for a little while. But people always need to realize that these seasons are long. And with the exception of football, you know what I mean? Every other sport, the seasons go on and on and on. And and while this is a shortened season, you still have 56 games to play. That's a good chunk of games. And when the ads were kind of just going back and forth with wins and losses, were people concerned? I think maybe some people were I had said on this show, like, I have, I have no concern for a number of reasons. Like, if they – I was concerned how they were playing at that moment, sure. But long-term, was I concerned the Avalanche were going to miss out on the playoffs? Not for a single solitary second did I think that at any point that the Avalanche were going to miss a playoff spot. Number one, because of the division that they're in, uh, which is, you know, holding their own. Uh, and number two, they're just too good. They will figure it out. And that's exactly what happened. <clears throat> they just needed some time. And if they didn't have that break, that COVID break, when they were starting to peak, 
Um, who knows what this team would be doing? They, they might be far and ahead of everybody because uh, it seemed like they were going in that direction, had the break, and kind of had to start from scratch again. And it was up and down after the after that break, but <clears throat> the month of March, they owned it. And short helped to to play on your home ice, even though fans weren't there. Still nice to be in friendly confines and be home every night and not be in hotels. But now that changes for the month of April. And uh, I you know I talked about it last week, but I'll talk about in the last segment the at least the schedule for this week for the Avalanche. But this up and down season really ended in March, and while, like I said, while fans want your te- you want the team that you root for to get off to a hot start because you just want that pride of you know my team is is starting off very well. Now is when you want to start paying attention to how your team is playing. You know the teams that start hot they people think they can ride that hot start when the playoffs come back around and you say well that team was hot in the beginning of the season so maybe they just have to turn it up again for the playoffs it doesn't usually doesn't happen that way you know if you have like a number one seed that's like stumbling into the playoffs just because they have the number one next to their name doesn't mean that miraculously they're going to start playing like that number one team anymore how did how were they playing going into the playoffs and the way the avalanche are playing right now if they can sustain this for one more month playoffs start in a little over a month you have to feel good about how the Avalanche can handle a playoff spot, and you have to wonder, can any team beat them four times? Right now, the answer to that is heavily towards the no. I'll never say 100% for anything, but uh, it is heavily pointed towards what team can beat them four times. <clears throat> that's that's going to be a tall order, and it's going to be a, a tough ask. So, um, All right, we're going to... Take a little break, and then we'll get into the two games against St. Louis, which, I mean, one was, well, they were both good games, but we'll get we'll get into them. We'll get into them. But first, we want to discuss, who are we going to talk about? Built Bar? All right, people. We've been talking about, well, I've been talking about Built Bar and the, mat, the Built Bar March Madness style of tournament that they had going on. Well, it's over, and we did it, and we pushed Coconut Brownie Chunk over the finish line, and it won. Coconut Brownie Chunk was going up against Cookie Dough crunk, uh, Chunk, Battle of the Chunks, and uh, I'm happy to report that the best-tasting protein bar in the market, flavor-wise, is Coconut Brownie Chunk. It's absolutely delicious. And here's the thing. It's like a limited edition thing, so I don't even know if you can get it right now over at Built Bar, but keep an eye out because they bring these ones back every once in a while, and once it comes out, it's probably now going to sell out like instantaneously because now it has the title of best tasting protein bar in the Built Bar catalog. But regardless of that, head over to BuiltBar.com. Like I said, it is the best tasting protein bar in the market. The bars are soft. They're easy to chew. Not the grittiness of your normal protein bar covered in 100% chocolate. Fantastic flavors. You've been voting on them for the brackets uh, for the last couple weeks. Uh, most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, go over to BuiltBar.com. Use the pro- promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right. So the two games against St. Louis. Uh, the first game 
was a you know more of the style of avalanche play uh 39 shots on goal they were just throwing everything they had at uh jordan binnington and came out i think what what did uh there was nothing in the third actually yeah two goals uh total in the second so nothing happened in the third and Avalanche two for six on the power play. They scored on the first two. So they were two out of two on the power play and then 0 for four after that. <clears throat> okay. You'd like to see maybe like one more would just make you feel better. <clears throat> but two out of six isn't bad. You don't like seeing four in a row without scoring on one. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, two goals in that game and then one goal in the game on Saturday. So he is starting to heat up. And, you know, not only is the team, like I said, been on fire lately, pretty much for the entire month. Uh, he has been. Like, he's never really slowed down in, in the points department when it comes to assists and things like that. Uh, but now he's starting to find the net. And there's so many guys on this team that just don't quit and just keep coming at you. So if a guy has an off day, uh, you know, it's not, it really hasn't been a detriment to the entire team. And like we said, Brandon Saad, <clears throat> he has not had a goal or, or a point. I think it was for like seven or eight games and he got the scoring going. And, you know, it, it things like that. It's, it's a guy who has been struggling at least to put points on the board but has a team suffered because of that? And that's your one of your second-line wingers. So, no. They, everybody else just seems to step up. And how good do you have to feel for Jonas Johansson? Um, you know, didn't, didn't break under the pressure. Uh, 27 shots he faced. So, you know, he saved 25 of them. Some pretty good saves he had. I don't remember who it was on, on St. Louis. Had a breakaway, a full-on breakaway. Nobody was right. It wasn't even like a defender was near who – I can't remember who it was. I, I, I wish I'm looking at their uh, – maybe it was Schwartz. It could have been Jaden Schwartz. I could be wrong on that. But whoever it was had strides above who the nearest defender was, and he saved it. And, you know, when that was happening, you can't deny what was going through your mind was, oh, no, here comes a Blues goal because he's been untested because of those three penalty shots he let in. Um, but he stopped it. And I was thinking, you know, this game is going to obviously go down to the wire. And, you know, when the Blues pull their goalie and throw everything they can at him, uh, you know, we'll see what he's got. And he came up with it. And I think you got to give him some credit. You know, I think you got to give him a lot of credit. It was 27 shots he faced. It wasn't like he faced like 13. And Grubauer, you know how I feel about Grubauer this year. I think he's Vesna-like. But there's been some games because the Avalanche D is so good. He's faced like 13 shots or 17 shots, uh, which are shots. And you got to save those. Uh, but he faced 27. That's, that's no light load that he had to go up against. And you're playing a team that is fighting and fighting for their playoff lives. St. Louis is in a tough, tough spot right now, and they are not playing well. Um, sure, they have injuries, but who doesn't, including the Colorado Avalanche? So, um, 
they especially in that game on Saturday, they they knew they lost the first game and you knew. Same thing like the Avalanche did against Vegas. When the first game against Vegas, when they really stuck it to them, you knew Vegas was going to come out and play a, a, a tougher game. And the Avs took them to overtime and lost in overtime. Same thing with the Blues. Blues lost the first game, lost by one, could have went either way. And now that they're going to come out even tougher because now they are fighting and fighting for a playoff spot. And <clears throat> that's what they did. It, it was a uh, on Saturday. That was a, a tough, tough game. And, you know, for the Avalanche, still got 34 shots on net to the Blues 28. And in the end, I, I think, you know, that, that Kale McCarr, right? What was it, like 40 seconds left? I don't think he was trying to score from that deep in the, you know, in the zone. Um, but that's what he does. He finds a way to get pucks through traffic. And I think what he was looking at was he had Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon right in front of the net. And wouldn't you just say, I'll just throw this to them and see what happens. And it ended up hitting neither of them and went in unassisted. But that's what Kale McCarr is, man. He, I, I'm constantly amazed at how he's able to, to throw a puck on net. And a lot of times it finds its way there. It's incredible. It's incredible to see. And like I said, because he had two of the best players in the league, definitely two of the best players on the team, uh, waiting for it. And, you know, you, you know Miko Rantanen's hands and obviously Nathan McKinnon's. I think he was thinking, if I just throw this thing towards them, they can maybe redirect it somehow. It got redirected right off the whoever was uh, guarding him, which was a couple feet away, uh, just enough to change the tra- trajectory and into the net. And it's when you're rolling, you're rolling. And right now the abs are. And it's it's little things like there was a supposed penalty on Donskoy. I'm almost positive it was Donskoy. It could have been Belmar. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, I think it's Donskoy. But what happened was uh, Puck got kicked to the side and... He reached for it, and the player, the 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 St. Louis player that was in front of him, just tri- just blew a tire. And because he the St. Louis player fell, as again it was either Don Square or Belmar was reaching out, it just looked like he tripped him. So the refs blew the whistle, and you were thinking that they, they were going to have a penalty, but the refs talked about it and they overturned it. That doesn't happen a lot. A lot of times refs don't get together confer and and see who else had a different angle usually it's a a penalty and you're into the box and then you can argue it on your way there and i just thought to myself like man when it's really going for you it's really going for you because the refs just got together and overturned a non-call so everything seems to be lining up for the avalanche right now uh, including kind of calls going their way and then there's calls that are not going their way but in the end um when when you win you can, I hate to say it, but you kind of forgive the calls that you don't get. Now, if those calls are dangerous uh, to a player's health, then obviously you want to 
have those called. But overall, I think things are going in the Avalanche direction. Uh, I mean, it feels, especially in that game on, on Saturday, when the Avs just didn't have it offensively, as we've come accustomed to. But how great does it feel to have Philip Grubauer sitting there knowing they have to play their best to get one past him? And that, that's a, a great feeling. And again, like I said before, when a guy is off, you have a whole team that can pick him up. When an entire team just isn't performing offensively, you know you have a goalie back there who's going to do his job to stop everything coming his way. And two quick things before we uh, take our last break. One is um, the Avs in that second game on Saturday basically played with four defensemen. Um, I'm bringing up the stats for it now. Um, Who did they have? Because Jacob McDonald only played 12 minutes and Renouf only played four minutes. So... Wait a minute. No, that's the wrong game. Hold on. I'm looking at... So, there we go. Okay, two to one. Here we are. All right. Renouf played five. So, it's almost similar in both games. There we go. So, Renouf played five minutes and McDonald played ten. So, between the two of them, that's like one player. And then you got Taves again, almost 29 minutes for Taves. Makar, almost 27. Graves, just over 21. And Sam Gerrard, 23. So they're basically relying on four guys as their defenders right now for those two games. I don't know why McDonald hasn't played so much. I think maybe the allure has rubbed off a little bit on him. I still think he plays a pretty good game, but maybe they're not, maybe they're not leaning on him as much as possible. Uh, but, again, they're doing this with basically two groups on the defensive end. And then uh, Liam O'Brien is, I said on Twitter, that this what this team needs. Uh, they need a little bit of muscle. And he was not afraid to throw down with uh, Bortuzzo, uh, which was <clears throat> awesome to see. Um, and they, they need it. They need it. You know, I, I don't want him to be like a, a goon or anything because that's not what this team wants. But uh, you do miss the some of the muscle that they got rid of in, in the offseason with Zadorov. But And I'm not saying O'Brien is going to replace him in that aspect. But it's nice to have a guy who who's going to have your back in terms of he's not he's not hesitant to throw down if he needs to. And uh, it's only been two games, but it's been it's been nice to see that you have that aspect of that the aspect of that style of game somewhere in their lineup. I'll say that. So, all right, let's hear from BetOnline.ag, and then we will look at the AV schedule for this week. So BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, uh, but the NBA, full swing. College basketball, uh, there's one game left. Get some scratch on it. And obviously the NHL, all in the midst of their seasons. And BetOnline even covers award shows, television shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, and when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So three games on the docket for the Avalanche this week. 
and you know the the series against Minnesota is how they start it. So Monday uh, starts a two game set with Minnesota. So that's Monday and Wednesday, and then Friday they play Anaheim, which does wrap around into Sunday. <clears throat> so obviously the these next games Minnesota still is hanging tough and you know they are two game two points behind Vegas so they're a good uh what are they nine points up on Arizona so again this is this is becoming a three-headed monster that we thought it would be just with Minnesota replacing St. Louis um so it's pretty you're pretty confident in those three teams making the playoffs but who's the fourth team going to be but Minnesota's not they're not just going to sit around and say like well we're we're 9 points up on Arizona 10 points up on St. Louis and San Jose <clears throat> we're we're good we're we're happy with where we're at they're coming after you and the way that you played against them in the last series you better believe that they're going to come out uh wanting to make a statement they're going to want to make a statement to number 1 try to climb the standings and number two prove that they can play with you because they haven't done that recently anyway against the avalanche so they have a lot to play for uh, and it's not just standings it's pride against you know one of the elite teams in the league uh, so these games are in minnesota and then the two games following against anaheim are in anaheim and like i said <clears throat> march was good to the avalanche in terms of standings, points, and playing at home. And, you know, that two-game two series against St. Louis back-to-back, -back, pretty much you're saying bye-bye to Colorado. You have four games the entire month of April at home. So it's, you know, while you were enjoying the fact that you could lay in your own bed, now you're it's going to be a lot of hotels for the, the month of April. But the Avalanche have put themselves in a really, really good spot. So they have, you know, the two games against Minnesota, who is 23-11-2. They got 48 points. So the, they want to come after you. And, you know, and then you have Anaheim. So, okay, how, how do you play against Minnesota? If you can distance yourself, you can get both of those, and then you're feeling pretty good about going up against Anaheim. Anaheim is a, a struggling team. They they play you well, um, but and they make you work for your goals and for your points. And um, but in the end, usually, you know, the way it's gone between Colorado and Anaheim is Colorado's skill just wins out, and and you have those four lines that just keep coming after you and coming after you, and Anaheim can't handle that and eventually you do that over the course of 60 minutes the, you know the the dam is going to break and that's kind of what happens they, they and i puts up a good fight they're not a pushover team they just don't have you know uh third and fourth lines that can keep up with third and fourth lines of other teams uh so you feel pretty good about those two games but i, I am looking forward to these minnesota games to see how minnesota comes out because they you, you embarrass them you embarrass them multiple times and they want to prove that they can hang with uh the better teams in the league and their standing is not just a fluke and i don't think it is i, th I think they are a better team than a lot of people gave them credit for and they haven't backed down they haven't you know those teams that start off good and and, and have a really good start to the season 
that you don't expect to be there sometimes tail off. But, you know, and we said it. What team What team is going to be the team that stays in the stands because of the way the season is made up? And you're going, Minnesota matches up well against a lot of these teams in the division, and that's all they have to play this year. So you're not really going to see them drop because they match up well against most of these teams. So they'll be there um, for the duration. They're, you know, heading into the playoffs. And uh, you, you have to give that team and that coaches have a lot of credit. So it's going to be a good couple games, I think. But the Avalanche are are riding high and riding this point game streak. And Minnesota wants to stop it. So I think it's going to be a good clash for the next couple games. So let's see how it goes. Um, all right. That's going to be it for today, everybody. Like I said, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Or on Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. And any questions you have for the guys from Locked On Golden Gophers or Locked On Boston College for Alex Newhook or Sample Ranta, definitely let me know. And I can pass them on to uh, the host of those shows. It'll be a good one to do for Wednesday. That'll be it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today and every day. It's always appreciated. Another week of shows coming at you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.